Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Eisen here. This is the master of Tiger Style, Lee Moriarty, Domino Carini. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. And welcome to another episode of IWTV Guide. This is your host, Charlie Butters. Jayhawk is unfortunately not available to record this week. So it's just going to be me, and then I'm going to have our guests on here in a little bit. Um, so let's go ahead and get right into it. Uh, we've been taking a little bit of a break for the holidays. Uh, I have decided that in 2022, I'm going to step away from the microphone and just produce these episodes. Um, we have a couple people we're looking at replacing me with. Um, so that'll happen probably early 2022 uh, when we kind of get back on a full-time schedule. Uh, Jayhawk will still obviously be a part of the show and uh, one of the co-hosts, uh, but I am going to step away for a little bit and uh, refocus my energy and other event adventures and uh, that kind of thing. So uh, hearing it here first from me, uh, let's get into what's on IWTV this week and then we can get our guests on. What's on IWTV? All right, Tuesday, December 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern, we have New South Action Clash episode 66. Wednesday, December 15th at 10 p.m. Eastern, we have the world premiere of Deathmatch Down Under Through the Fire and Flames on Expert. Thursday, December 16th at 8 p.m. Eastern, we have Beyond Wrestling Uncharted Territory season 3 episode 11. Friday, December 17th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, we have This is Deathmatch episode 1. I'm excited to check this out. Friday, December 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern, we have H2O, Mary F. and Christmas Night 1. Also, Friday, December 17th at 8 p.m. Central, we have Freelance, Ding, 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 All the Way. Saturday, December 18th at 7 p.m. Eastern, we have PWX, Let the Games Begin. Also, Saturday, December 18th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, we have AIW. We had a few hits a few years ago. I'll be there live. Also, Saturday, December 18th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, the premiere of This Is Deathmatch, Episode 2, The Kirks. Saturday, December 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern, we have H2O, Mary F. and Christmas Night 2. And Sunday, December 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern, we have H2O, Underrated, Episode 3. And that's what's on IWTV this week. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we will have the leader of the production, Derek Dillinger along with our buddy Jay Gold. What's up, everybody? This is Justin Summers from the Wrestling Cheers podcast. And on Wrestling Cheers, we'd like to talk about things going on in the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene, mainly absolute intense wrestling out of Cleveland, Ohio. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. These interviews can range from wrestlers to podcasters, and even interviews with fellow fans, finding out how we became fans and what we like about AIW. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wrestling Cheers. And you can also find us wherever you download your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Pandora. And we're at Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. And once again, that's Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And thank you for stopping by. All right, we're back on the podcast, and I am joined by Jay Gold. Hey, S-Face. Hey, I remembered you this time. 
and our special guest the uh leader of the production i guess you've always kind of been the leader you're the director derek dillinger oh hello my name's uh the ace degenerate derek dillinger neon tarantino derek dillinger and director of the production which is right i think i've always been the leader of the production did it come across not that i was never the leader i mean i would say in like the the after magnum left yeah i think you kind of took that role but um i don't know well, I don't know if I don't think Magnum was the leader. Magnum was the Magnum was a a pawn in in the game that Derek was was <laughs> as the director there. I don't know. Magnum and Frankie were the were 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 the were the bit players. You always have to have someone behind the scenes. Yeah, that I like that. We'll go with that. He's totally right. Oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to have you on because uh, you've been having this feud with Matt Justice and. Uh, Obviously, we're going to see some craziness this coming weekend uh, with Ziggy and Fonzie, um, and you're barred from ringside. So what do, what do you think is going to happen in that match? Um, I'm a big Beulah, Bill Alfonso fan, and I've just been sending uh, like gifts, and I've been sending little pieces of the match to Ziggy. So hopefully she just recreates that because I really want that to happen. <laughs> and I really want Fonzie and Ziggy both to bleed because I think that's cool. And I think it would uh like pop the internet a lot. I think yeah, that's really right. wild. So I was gonna say, thing. you better have a, an ambulance at outside the building if you're gonna have Fonzie. Holy shit! <laughs> I want that old ass man bleeding. Oh, poor Fonzie. He is going to get his head smashed in that night. That is that's gonna be rough. I wish I wasn't. I wish I wasn't barred from ringside. I really want to powerbomb him out of the ring or on like in through a table, something. I want to do something to him because he's old and I think it's cool. Oh man. I hope he brings somebody to help him out. I mean, he's other, I honestly think that Fonzie is going to be in in a, in a boatload of trouble on Saturday night. I don't think he's going to make it to the dive bar. (laughs) I don't know. Those are those old timers. They last forever. He may get, he may be in an ambulance, but he's coming to the dive bar afterwards. I'm almost positive. Oh, if man. we get a VIP table, Fonzie is coming to that table. <laughs> so I guess bouncing off of that, this feud's been going on since uh, sunny days. And that's kind of uh, the, the match that we watched this week to sort of review and break down. Um, you're still sporting a nice scar on your nose from that match. Uh, kind of walk us through that match. Cause that was, that was everything I wanted it to be. It was a great match and it just kind of set the table for everything you guys have done since. So I think honestly, that may be my best match in AIW history. Um, I don't little inside baseball. I know it was said in commentary, Matt justice helped train me. So like I initially, I was trained by Ricky Shane page, but like I did that. I went through his school and then Ricky sort of guided me to Matt to get some more tools to add to my um, collection. Mm-hmm. And Matt trained me for a long time. And Matt has like so in Matt's class when he was training me, it was me, another guy, and Michael Wardlow that's in the AEW. Okay. And we used to train in Matt. Yeah, we used to train in Matt's garage in Streetsboro, like in his backyard. Um, and there was no heat and it was just cold. And we would just do these drills and it was just for hours. Like we would do that. And I remember like Matt lives like an hour away from me. So I would get off work at five, drive there and then train for hours and then come home around like two in the morning every day. And we did it like multiple times a week. Um, so wrestling Matt, it was cool. Um, I was real nervous. 
And in the beginning, I'm sitting on the buckles, and I don't know if like you could, if you watch it after I say this, you can definitely notice. So I'm sitting on the buckles, and Ziggy's standing in front of me, and I'm talking to her in her ear, and I'm telling her, and I'm going, dude, I am so nervous right now. And she goes, what? And I go, Ziggy, I am so nervous. I'm about to wrestle Matt right now. And she looks at me, and she goes, you're kidding me. And I go, no, I'm a million percent nervous. Um, so then we get in the ring, and Matt gets in the ring, and then like, as we're standing across from each other, like he just gives me that Matt Justice smile, and I'm like, all right, here we go. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that match, I, I think everybody is, is looking, even from the beginning, I think, when as soon as, that, as soon as that match was booked, I think, first of all, I'm on Butters. I don't know if you and I have discussed this, but I'm pretty sure Derek hasn't stopped bleeding since the Biggins Cup. I think he's still <laughs> bleeding as we speak. I think part of his head is still... There's some shininess left, if you know, like if you if you have like a pipe that had a leak in it and you finally cover it up, but there's always a little shininess. I think Derek is continuing to bleed, um, but I do think that that match is is what it, it's the it's the next evolution of what Derek should, is is going to be, and I, I'm wondering after we go through it, I'm wondering what the future is going to look like because Derek and Justice are. When you look at the intense division, those that's the kind of match you want to have kind of over and over again. And I don't know how many guys are going to be able to keep up with that that, that style. It's very hard hitting. It's it's out there. I think there's a handful of guys that you can Derek that you can feud with that can match your style. But I think this is just the this is what the on ramp is for what the intense division is going to lead into. And that's what this match was. Especially with the fact that you had Sonny on commentary. You could not have had a better launching point for your campaign, so to speak, to the d- intense title than what that was. Mm-hmm. I, like, I'm a big ECW fan. Uh, I mean, that's sort of been beaten into the ground now, I think, because I say it all the time. Um, when I was a little kid, um, I I loved ECW. When I was a little kid, I loved ECW so much. My dad used to give me VHS tapes of it. And um, the one day I was watching it, and I told my mom. My mom came in, and I was watching it. She goes, what are you watching? And I go, I'm watching this wrestling promotion. You know, Sonny from the WWF is in it. And she's watching it. And Sonny comes out in his lingerie. And my mom goes immediately, nope, you're not watching that. And I'm like eight, nine years old. So my mom (laughs) takes the VHS tape out. And this is a true story. And she goes, you're not allowed to watch ECW. I forbid it. And I'm an only child, so I'm really spoiled. So I would always, like, complain. Like, I really want to watch it. I want to watch it. And my dad, my dad is the best person ever. He would sneak me VHS tapes, and he would tell me when my mom and dad would go to bed, he would say, you can watch it, but, you know, keep it on real low. So I used to have to sit with uh, – I had a TV that had a VHS tape player in it, so I had to sit with the blanket over me and watch ECW. I'm like nine, ten years old just watching ECW. <laughs> And so, that's like, uh, oh, that's amazing. I, that's like that's like the young the, the in the early '90s with Howard Stern when he had his TV <laughs> show on uh, on WOR Channel Nine when it came on at 2 a.m. Like we had to sit under the covers to watch that TV show. Can't believe you had to do that with wrestling. I because my mom my mom didn't want me to be uh, a degenerate, but obviously it worked out real well for her, right? <laughs> um, but I told Sonny or I told Tammy, I was like, yo, I'm like, I told her that story. And I'm like, hey, I'm like, I'm a big fan. Can you commentate my match? And she goes, okay, I'll commentate it. And Duke knew Duke wanted to commentate my match as well. So Duke came up to me and he's like, oh, are you happy you're gonna have an ECW match with Tammy calling it? And I go, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, there can't be any more higher compliment or thrill 
as an ECW fan than to have an ECW, one of the, the original like 90s ECW stars calling your match, like watching that style and then feeling like you just feel it through the commentary that that she knows what you're doing. Like she you can tell during the commentary, like and, and I said, I think we talked about this off the air, but she was saying during the Kaplan match and the Rhino match, like lay your shit in like she knew. Sonny knows like she's not dicking around when it comes to wrestling. Sonny's not one of these like new faces that are like, whoa, take it easy or, you know, protect whatever. Sonny knows that some certain people are built for that style of match. And, uh, you know, she was calling your match. And that's that's like the highest that has to be the biggest thrill and also the highest compliment to have her like, no, she knows exactly where you guys are going. Right. So she's she's all, all over that. Like that that match just felt like it from the beginning. It was like I said, <clears throat> easily one of my favorite matches. So in that match, you you got busted pretty quick. Was it the the first uh, initial shot, or was it like the clothesline over the top with the chair? What what got you? So I got busted open real fast in it, um, but then I got busted open really bad in it as well. So the very first thing that got caught me was Justice threw the chair at me in the beginning, which is fine, um, and then he came at me with the the Masato Tanaka over the top rope. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he hit me with that, there's like, a, um, if you look at a, the steel chair, there's like that little hinge that's on the side of it. And when he hit me with it, that hinge caught me right in the forehead. And, um, like it got me really bad to where I was bleeding real, real bad immediately right from the jump. So then as soon as I hit the ground and bleeding, and then he comes and throws the chair at me again, I think, and he does like that flip out of the outside, um, which is cool. And then like, um, he hits that, which was like real big early on in the match. And immediately Ziggy came over to me and she's like, you're bleeding. And I shoved her away. And then um, something else happens along the lines. And somewhere along the lines, my nose got hit real hard. And I didn't know, um, like, at, when my nose got hit, I knew it was real messed up. And, um, like, Justice was just on rapid fire right here. Like, he was really shining up on me. And he was just giving me the business. And I remember trying to check my teeth to make sure all my teeth were, like, there and not broken. Um, but my nose, like my nostrils were pouring out blood and, um, Ziggy comes back over to me and she goes, Oh my God, you're really bleeding. And (laughs) I'm looking down and like, I just see the blood profusely dripping out of my face and Tom Dunn comes over and he goes, Oh God. And I'm like, (laughs) they're both saying this to me as justice is us going crazy. And he's just fucking me up. And I look at Ziggy, I'm like, well, does it at least look cool? And she goes, oh, my, like, the look on her face. She's very pale in general, but her face was so white. She was so, like, nervous that I was bleeding so bad. And then, like, Justice and I just went back and went, went to business, and we just started fighting in the crowd. It was that, opening that part. That, she, that was the part that I remember that Sonny said something, because I, I actually was I, in the middle. When you started your match, I turned it off today. I was, I was like, rewatching it. Then I came back tonight, and I watched it again. And when I put it on... It was a part. There's a there's a there's like a close up of your face, and you're standing up. You're you're outside the ring, and you're going towards like the bar side of the ring, and you're bleed like you're just covered in blood. And Sonny just goes, Derek is bleeding buckets, and you just hear her like you could just hear it in her voice, and your face is. Just, I mean, there's no face left. It's just red. <laughs> like red liquid all over your face. And like, I, and I remember I said to my brother, I was like, I texted, I'm like, that's never going to heal. I'm like, <laughs> I think if I get punched really head or hard on my forehead, these will bust these, like these 
baby soft scars will bust open out and start bleeding. You're going to um, be like Bruce or Brody. You're going to put, or, or like a Bill the Butcher, you're going to put like uh, like uh, train tokens in your forehead. <laughs> so, not to derail, <laughs> when I was a little kid, JT Lightning brought Abdul the Butcher in uh, Ohio, or went into Cleveland, and I remember going up to him, and I took a picture with him, and it's somewhere at my mom and dad's house, and it was $5.50, right? And so he, I gave him the $5, and he had me put the two quarters in his forehead. And I took a picture with him, two quarters in his forehead. But <laughs> still cheaper than Cardona. <laughs> this is before everyone knew his, he had hepatitis. Um, and I'm sure my mom's real thrilled that my dad took me to, you know, put coins in a big overweight man's forehead. Um, <laughs> ah, what's a little hepatitis between friends? Come on. <laughs> but back to the match. Um, there, there's one point on commentary where Sonny or Tammy goes, why does she have his blood on her or blood on his blood on her? Or is she bleeding? When I was talking to Ziggy, I just remember wiping my eyes. And as I'm showing you on zoom, like I wiped my eyes because blood was in my eyes and I grabbed her by the face. And that's when I said, Hey, does my cut, does the color look cool? Do I look cool? And that's why I just kept saying was, Hey, do I look cool? Do I look cool? And she was worried if I was okay, but I was already mentally on another level of, if I'm fucked up, I'm fucked up. I'm just going to keep fighting. Um, so my, if you look at Ziggy's face, you can see my fingerprints from me with my bloody hands grabbing her by the face. Oh, lovely. Yeah, she was walking around with the like war paint. It was great. She was she was going off. It's good stuff. <laughs> I think the I think the crowd the crowd appreciated the the bleeding. I mean, because I remember during the Biggins. Uh, cup when you were bleeding and and you were you were like biting the ring ropes like you were basically you were hanging over the ring ropes like looking out into the crowd and people were just like like the gas the audible gas from your face just like there was blood in your eyeball i think your eyeball was like red at one point like that that look like especially during that match with justice it meant a lot because you just like it, it it just like solidifies like what that match is so you know, the, the more the more they focused, the more that IWTV was like on your face. I think it worked. It just worked. You know what I mean? No, I agree. One hundred percent. Like I like it means something to me. And like wrestling Matt meant a lot. So like I wanted to go all out in this match. And I think for the Biggins Cup, I think people were shocked at not to change shows here, but I think people were shocked at the Biggins Cup when I was bleeding because I never at this point wrestled as intensely as I was in those matches. I mean, yeah, think about it. I, yeah. Like over the past year is when I've started showing out in AIW. I mean, I had my matches, but I was probably a tag team wrestler. And during the pandemic is sort of the platform that I had to sort of hit the ground running. And it was either sink or swim. And I think I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to swim as fast as I can, even despite being as fat as I am, I guess, or overweight as I am. <laughs> well, well, I was going to say there's, there's, there's only a few people now that the fans in AIW automatically are going, uh, associate with a intense hardcore style. So like mm -hmm. when you're bleeding, they, the fans are almost, it's not a bad thing. It's almost the fans expect that you're doing that to yourself. I mean, that's not, you know, you don't want to have to, you don't want to have to be like every time I come in the ring, I'm going to bleed. But your style lends itself now to there's only a few guys who you can even you would even think are, are going to be comfortable in that style between you and Justice, maybe Mance and Kaplan like you guys. And, and nobody should really come into that style that doesn't belong there because you guys will just dominate them.
So like you're mm-hmm. at the point where when you're bleeding, people are like, Jesus Christ, like Derek is Derek's bleeding, but they are comfortable because they know that you're that on that level where you're not going to lose. You're not going to panic because you're bleeding all over the place. You know what I mean? Like you're already comfortable in that world. So people are comfortable going to that world with you. But like if mm-hmm. a guy like Mikey Montgomery was split open and you like saw a skull everywhere, people would be like, holy shit, somebody sent, go in there and give him a hug and wrap a cardigan around him because he's not going to make it. You know what I mean? Like they, they expect you to like, you know, your toughness level to, to rise above that at this point. Mm-hmm. And that, and again, I think that I thank um, Matt Justice for it because it was I and like I honestly feel that this match that we're talking about is the match that sort of established me in AIW. Um, mm-hmm. Matt, like f- fighting Matt, Matt Justice is such a at a high level in AIW. I mean, he's the you know the intense god, like he's Justice Christ, like you know his hands out as he's on the the the, the turnbuckles, his beard, long hair, like he's everything that embodies intensity. So. Mm-hmm being able to wrestle him and like take him to that limit to, I beat him this that this match I mean not to give a spoiler alert a spoiler out <laughs> I beat Matt in this match um despite getting really messed up I beat him um I think that sort of you know established me and and I can't thank him enough for that because you know Matt trained me Matt Matt you know took me from not knowing how to you know not knowing how to do basic things in wrestling and make me a pro wrestler. There was time that me and Matt Justice drove to New York, and I didn't have a match. I went to New York and just drove him there, and I hung out and watched him. I talked to you know Willow Nightingale. I talked to Rex Lawless, just because we're all in the same length of us being tenured at the same time. I you know met Mikey Whipwreck, like all in New York, just we going with Justice. So like I learned a lot from him, mm-hmm. and I mean even to give a little bit more insight, when Ziggy did the New Talent Initiative. And Akron, uh, before the pandemic, um, Justice was the one that said, hey, put Derek and Ziggy together. They have a cool dynamic. So the, this incarnation of the production had a lot to do with Matt Justice and throwing it together. And I, that's something that nobody really knows about. I mean, when he suggested she manage me, I went up to him and I'm like, dude, like, I don't know, like, Usually I'm a tag like this was before the I had any singles matches. I'm like, dude, I'm usually a tag team wrestler. Now I have a manager. I'm like, what do I do? And Justice goes, "You're Rob Zombie. She's Sherry Moon. Go out there and show me it." And from that moment, that's when you know I started thinking. And now throughout the pandemic, I put the production to work to where me and Ziggy are doing crazy shit together. And it's all like that's all because of Matt. I mean Matt and John Thorne, obviously. That's pretty ingenious, actually. That that idea to do uh to do like a Rob Zombie Sherry Moon, like it, almost like uh, what's his name Tim Roth and uh, and what's her face from Pulp Fiction as like yep. you know that that kind of level, which it works because she's she's insane when you when you do you know when you do what you need to do with her she she's insane and then you you are the perfect like mix to what what needs to happen you know like it you're not like overstated and that makes it that much better when you when you can you're, you're almost like a, a sociopath and she's you know and she's like a, a pit bull and that kind of works for the gimmick you know what i mean mm-hmm. no 100 percent. i try to i try to go into it with a mickey and mallory vibe from like natural yeah. born killers yeah. yeah so you got to team together at one of the um winchester shows do you want to team more or do you feel like this the singles run is is more where you're looking right now 
Uh, I mean, ultimately, it doesn't matter. Um, I'll go out there and wrestle. Like, I just love wrestling. I Ever since I started wrestling, I really wanted to go after that intense title. And I, I think I made it, like, pretty clear, like, that's what I want. I want the intense title. Um, if me and Ziggy team, we, we're a pretty good tag team. Um, I mean, I just use her as a weapon. She's pretty cool. She's Island Pitbull. Um, I mean, our tag team finisher is pretty sick. We only got to hit it once, but yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. That that visual, by the way, that lasted for a while. That was a sick finish from was it the Winchester? That was yeah. insanity. Yeah, I just made a um, I just made a, a highlight video for like my 2021 like my matches, and I made sure I put that in there, and it just looks so cool. Like I just love that move. Yeah, that, that Wait, made me did, realize. Was that yours or was that someone else's? Uh, like well, I just made. It. I didn't put it out today yet. No, I mean, did you think of that move, or who? who oh, gave, where did you um, get that one? That idea. Tom Waller gave me that idea. Well, I stole that. Well, stole the idea from Tom Waller. He he came to the, the one of the uh, Odeon shows, and he goes, "Oh, I want to do Steve Payne's old finisher." And I go, "What is Steve Payne's old finisher?" And he explained it to me. But he was in a match, and there's no way he could have hit it on anyway. So the Winchester show was the following AIW show, and so I was like, "All right." If I do that move to Ziggy and she lands on someone, it's a pin. I'm like, I'm just going to do it. So then when I did it, like I, I asked Dom if it made sense. And I was like, Dom, I'm like, does this make sense if I were to do this move? And Dom's like, oh, absolutely. So as soon as I did it, I hit it and that we pinned. I immediately, I knew it would be gift. So I immediately tweeted at Tom Waller because he wanted to do the move. And I was like, I'm just going to steal it as a tag team. <laughs> so, Who do you want it to do it with? He, I... I don't remember what the match was. It was whatever scramble. It might not have been. It was whatever his match was prior to the um, Winchester show at the Odeon. I can't think of what it was. I mean, that move only works as a tag team. How could he do that? In, well, no, like, Steve Payne used to do it. Yeah, Steve Payne used to do it, and he would toss the person up, and he would sit out with it, and they land face buster position. Oh, okay. Like a, like a, like a, almost like a Styles Clash, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Lawler's got some. He's got some mind for the business too. I mean, you, you can't you can't knock the uh, the uh, the mind. I mean, there's there's a lot there. I mean, between you and Dom and Tom Lawler and and Thorne, and I'm sure you have a couple other guys you go to. I mean, the creativity from I was I, I got to be honest with you. So I was at the Cap Show tonight, and I was talking mm-hmm. to this dude behind me, and he was at he he was at the UBS arena, like he worked for UBS, and he was to mm-hmm. the UBS arena, and he was mentioning how. He was looking at all these cap people and was like, I can't believe how many, you know, how many people from Long Island, from cap were there. I go, dude, I go, you don't understand. I go, there's a million guys from the AIW school that are, and, he, and I started telling him about AIW and I'm like, you got to look at Wardload from the, from their new talent initiative. I go, look at Lee Moriarty. I go, there's a bunch, I go, Bear Country was on AIW. I'm like, you don't understand the amount of talent and like creativity that comes out of the Cleveland schools. I'm like, you have to look at what comes out of there because you guys the between the minds that you guys have there there's stuff that's not done anywhere and and the more they the more credit should be given to the IW school because you guys are coming out ready besides you know you know, it, cap is cap has a lot of guys but AIW you can look at look at the AEW roster there's a lot of AIW of veterans like on there so i mean just just what comes from you Derek your your mind from booking and like Dom's mind from booking and 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 listen, I, I've read stuff from Tom Lawler in the Discord. Smart guys, you guys just have that kind of like mentality. 
So, you know, that, I, I'm not surprised you came up with that because that move was absolutely sick when it when it was finished. For sure. The thing, like, so not, the sort of piggyback what you're talking about. Um, so, like, the kids come out of school pretty prepared. Like, Dom's the head trainer. Dom works real hard. So, like, every Thursday I always try to go up and help him. So, like, me and Dom run these, like, new kids, the, the ringer. And so we have, like, as of right now, we have, like, we have, like 30 students. It's like we did the Chris Hero seminar just, you know, last week. And there was like 45 people at the seminar and it, the seminar was like so long because hero month talked to everyone. So it was cool. Like we have all these students and like, we're just trying our hardest, you know, to make wrestling a better place because like, that's what, that's ultimately what, what the business needs to survive with is people being put out to wrestle that are positive, that aren't bitter, that want to make everything better and just, you know, benefit the scene like the wrestling scene needs to be positive and like that's just what we're trying to create here at aiw i mean i mean it shows it shows in in what you guys did and and i and butters and i've talked about this but i mean go for broke didn't get enough credit for what it was like if you look at a lot of those those uh empty arena shows and stuff there wasn't there was no soul to it and then when you look at go for broke i know i know they didn't get enough viewers and and john was very upset about you know, the streaming yeah. numbers, but still, if you go back and look at it, it, it works on a different level. You don't have to look at it as, as a pandemic show because it just, it's a different type of wrestling. And I think, you know, the more people can look at the AIW school and say, look at what's coming out of here, the more, like the more credit that AIW should be getting in, in, mm-hmm. in the wrestling world, as opposed to, you know, just some random school in the middle of nowhere that doesn't get people on TV, that doesn't get people into the you know into the systems aiw is putting people into the systems as much as as cap is putting people into the systems and and it's it's very impressive and i just i don't think you guys get enough credit for the creativity that you put out there but you know just to think about that move even just just piggybacking off of that move you did that's i mean that's great and then it leads to other things but um yeah i just i i think it was it it's an interesting dichotomy that you have create a pro out in long island putting out certain guys but then when i i mean i don't know if a lot of people go to can see both but to see what comes out of cleveland is is just as good and equal as what comes out of creative pro it's pretty impressive no i i agree 100 and like i love all the people that are creative pro i mean max caster is awesome like i like uh bear country vsk mm-hmm. was always real nice with me when he wrestled Danhausen. i remember we were talking in the back he was a school and i mean obviously cpa um Everyone loves CPA. Yeah. So <laughs> shift focus a little bit. Um, you got to wrestle Rangel, Shane Douglas. Uh, you got to wrestle Shane Douglas. You got to wrestle. Um, who else from ECW would you like to wrestle? Who else? Okay, cool. So I so obviously I want to wrestle Sabu. Um, he would be like the ultimate person to wrestle, but I don't know if he's like wrestling much anymore. Um, I want to wrestle Sabu. Um Raven's my all-time favorite wrestler. So my two favorite wrestlers in life is Razor Ramon and Raven. Um, so I hung out with Razor Ramon when he was in Akron that time. I would love to wrestle Raven. Um, even if it was just a little segment, I'd love to take a drop toe hold into a chair. Um, I would just, you know, kill myself completely. I would just smash my face into the chair. <laughs> yeah, hopefully what do you we think get you the- could get out of Sabu at this point, though? I mean, I- honestly. <laughs> the hits? You know, the hits? Um... You think I he can hit a triple jump, a triple jump moonsault at this point in his career? Let's be honest. Nah, he's going to hit the Arabian face buster. That's all he needs to hit. 
<laughs> um, what I would want out of him. So what I'd want out of him, and in a perfect world, it would happen. Um, I get Ziggy throws me a chair, so I catch the chair. I throw it at Sabu. Sabu catches the chair. He tries to Sabu me with the chair. I duck it. He hits Ziggy as hard as he can with the chair. Um, I run at Sabu, try to get him with something. He puts me in a camel clutch. There it is. Boom. That's that's what that's all I would want to get out of him. That's it. <laughs> I I would watch it. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I'd like to see you guys. I I go back and watch some of those old ECWs. I mean. Even when like Carino responds on on Twitter, like I would love to see Derek. I would love to see wrestle Carino and you guys both oh, bleeding yeah. buckets everywhere. Like yeah, I so I don't know if you guys listen to um, Brian Myers' podcast. I've been listening to the Extreme Conversations a lot, and so he's talking to Steve Carino, and he goes to Carino. He's like, "You bled a lot," and Steve Carino's like, "I hate it bleeding. I didn't want to be the bloody guy, but I just didn't know how to do it, so I just always bled a lot." So I feel like that's me, me and Crane are in the same boat. And I told Dom that I'm like, I don't want to be the bloody guy, but I just bleed a lot. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you definitely bleed a lot. I, I, I don't know. Would you, are you, so you're an ECW guy. Would you ever, would you go, would you do what like Dom did? And like, would you, would, is there any new Japan guys that you would, you would say to yourself, this guy and I would have that, that match that I want. Or is it only, is it like, are you looking at like, yourself as like American ECW style, or would you say to yourself, I can do something against the guy. Is there anyone in Japan that you would like as a dream match in Japan? I have no yeah. idea. Um, no, li- I have literally no idea. Um, yeah. So you're, you're definitely, you're, you're an American ECW like loyalist. Like that's where your that's your influences. Yeah. Right. So like Dom yeah, he was like dying over Suzuki. Like that was his thing for yeah. you. There are no, there's nobody in Japan that you would want. So the only person in Japan, there's two people in Japan that I would love to wrestle: uh, Yoshiro Tajiri and Masato Tanaka. That's it. Uh, <laughs> I don't thought, like I don't thought, so. I just had this talk with the students at the school. Someone was asking me about like, hey, what wrestling do you watch? Like, I'll study wrestling. I'll study it, and I have notebooks. Um, there's none by me. Usually, I try to clean up my house a little bit. Usually, I have a, a, a stack of notebooks on this table next to me. Um, and it's just full of notes of matches that I break down. So I'll study any type of wrestling. Like the only wrestling that I recreationally watch is ECW. And that's what I told the, told the students. They're like, what do you watch? I'm like, I only watch hardcore TV. I only watch ECW. I'm like, I don't know like what's happening in wrestling nowadays. Like I watch ECW and I watch AEW dark. That's all I watch. Um, I don't know any storylines that are happening. Um, I just, I, Study what gives me pleasure, and that's what Chris Harrow told me to do. Uh, so, like you know, if I have to study something, I'll study it and break it down. But I just love watching ECW. So American EC, Ameri- I my style is American ECW. The way you put it, nice. <laughs> I dig it. So we kind of talked about this before we went on the air uh, about your uh, merchandise. Uh, how much did uh, Danhausen influence that? Is that something that he kind of like you kind of picked up from him, or is that something you've always been kind of focused on? You kind of knew what you were doing there and had ideas. Uh, so I have a degree in visual communication and graphic design, so that helped me a lot. But I'm friends with Danhausen, and watching Danhausen just sort of blow up and um, blow up, and you know. A, he, 
Like he blew up and he changed the merchandise scene, especially in AIW. Like people were just selling their eight by tens and their t-shirts. Danhausen came in. He has four different t-shirts. He has stickers. He has candles. He has little boxes that he made. He has masks that he hand painted, pins. Um, you name it, you name it. Danhausen had it. Teeth, whatever he had, and he made it to where anybody can come to his merch table. And if they had any semblance of any money, they could walk away with something. So that's what I try to do um, because, you know, it's cool. Like supporting wrestling is awesome. Like, uh, like, you know, we're going out there and we're wrestling. If a fan wants to support us, that's sweet. That's that's like the ultimate compliment is if someone wants to buy something from you. Um, but my my merch, I um, I just like to get stuff that's cool. Um, and if I like I very pride pride myself on stuff that's cool and stuff that's like um like high high quality. <laughs> um very sorry my cat's meowing. Uh, so Danhausen did help in the merch game for me. Right on. I mean he he's changed the merch game for like everybody at this point. Like I, I went when I went to the cap show today, everybody had some sort of sticker, pin, eight by ten, photo, I mean a shirt. Uh, uh, some sort of, and and then like the higher end guys have you know those wrestling buddies and whatever else. I mean, but I mean it was it's very impressive how much certain guys have pushed the business into another stratosphere. Like to have something as I think we talked about this before. I think when I was on Summer Show, we mentioned like to have like a an item that's rare, like a one of whatever. A lot of guys are doing that now, and it's it's a very cool part of – I think the collecting game is a very cool part of independent wrestling at this point. WWE and AEW, is, uh, they do that on occasion. Like AEW is taking advantage of the – what are those micro brawlers? Mm-hmm. But yeah. to have an indie guy, you know, an indie guy who's blowing up like you, Derek, blowing up to another level, or a guy like Danhausen blowing up to another level or someone else, and own a small piece of your history is something that – that's the best part about it. Like I th- and, and not enough guys are getting to that, but the more people who realize that, like you're gonna you're gonna profit more having those limited edition items. And I agree one hundred percent, and that's exactly why I'm gonna do those uh those movie posters, limited edition. And you'll be the only one doing it because most you know, your gimmick, you you know, your who you are lends itself to those posters and that that type of item and no one else is going to get it except for you you know so that's i think those are cool um and like the vhs tapes like i think like i think when people looked at the vhs tapes they thought it was hokey i think but if you look at it and butters can agree the cover's sweet like the cover is designed awesome it's like the cover looks like it could be an eight by ten yeah um and and then you get you get that and then you get an actual VHS tape that has my matches on it. And the, the VHS tape even has a cool sticker on it. Like it's, I think like, I just think it's a cool collector's item. And the fact that there's only four and uh, like three of like, uh, basically the three of us and then summers were the only ones to have them now because yeah. So that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> There'll be more of the next wave. There'll be more of the next wave. I just want that's to like- test these out. Yeah, that's like Cle- Cleopatra's egg in the uh, Red Notice uh, WWE deal. <laughs> Only four of us have a Derek VHS, and if you want mine, you're gonna have to come to my house and fight through my child and my machete that I have in my front door. 
yeah it's uh, the merch and stuff like that is has always been like uh, a big thing to me like everybody can have a shirt like i'm a bigger guy so it's hard to find like bigger shirts so if you don't have that at least if you have like stickers i can grab some stickers or like an eight by ten like i always thought eight by tens were like dumb i don't know why but i always thought for the longest time eight by tens were the dumbest thing to have and now i have a fuck ton of them and i have like and i just i get like i probably have 20 dan Housen ones because every time I saw him, he gave me a different one. And, uh, but yeah, like, and I, I was just about to say, they're all different, probably. Yeah, they are. And then, yeah, like, Butters owns everything Dan Housen ever put out. Almost, almost. <laughs> Summers has me beat at this point. He has the VHS tape. I didn't have that. There's a mask that he got that I didn't get uh, made. Uh, he has a handful of stuff, but there's some stuff that I have that he doesn't have. So it's, 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 you know, I, I have the rookie card signed, that kind of thing. Uh, but like, that, like even like the trading card that's awesome i'd love to see everybody have those like anything like small trinkets like that are great on top of the shirts and the eight by tens like i have a ton of eight by tens now i love having them on my wall i love getting specific ones because if i've had you on my show or anything like that i have like a wall specifically for those now so it's just like it's kind of growing from there like it's it's really cool and uh i i think that if you're smart about having that like you'll you'll never have an issue with like making new fans because i mean no matter what you do in the ring like that that merchandise i feel like is like on that it has to be on the next level like if you only have one or two things or you don't even bother to go out there and do anything you're not going to have that connection with people you're not going to make that connection and have fans that like want to support you and want to see you do better and like spend that money on you and and that kind of thing and i think if you do spend that little bit extra time i think that it uh it goes uh, you know yeah, people want something tangible. They want to leave a show holding something in their hands from somebody that they they really like. You know, WWE used to do that. They used to have the foam fingers. You know, they used to have for Hacksaw Jim Duggan, you could get a foam two by four. You know, like they they were putting stuff like that out. They've stopped. I think being that connection is gone. Anyway, WWE sucks anyway, but their connection is gone. But in the in the independent world. The more you can connect with the stars that you like, the better off you're going to be as a fan. And I think as a, as a wrestler, too, you're going to be better off because the fans can go home holding on to something that they think is going that, that they believe will remind them of that, that, you know, their favorite wrestler. So I think that's that's definitely a cool path for you to go on, especially with the posters and the VHS and things like that. More people are going to want that you know, and, and go home with it, especially as you climb the ladder and get the intense title and everything else. Cause butters and I are convinced and we know it's going to happen. We're just willing it into existence. That's right. That you take the <laughs> intense title. No, 100%. <laughs> uh, the, merch, like, the merch is cool. Like, I just love it. Like I, I pride and like, that's something I pride myself on. Like I pride myself on having good merch. And like, if you look at my eight by tens, my eight by tens are all high quality. Like I know not, and I'm not trying to like, should talk anyone, but like I charge 10 bucks for an eight by 10 just because it's super high quality. Like it's, I, I get them professionally printed. I, if most of the time I do the design work on them, if not, I pay to get stuff commissioned to do, put them on there. Um, it's like, I see people that go like, I don't want to jip any fans out of anything. Like when I wrestle, I give it my all. When I sell my merch, I'm going to give you good quality merch. Like I know there's wrestlers that go to Staples and just print eight by tens on like really crappy photo paper. And then they try to pass them off. And that's something like that's their own prerogative and they're doing themselves. But I just look at that and I wouldn't as a fan, I wouldn't want to buy that. So anything I put out for myself 
is something that I would buy if I saw it. Like, I would think it's cool, and then I would buy it. Like, I love VHS tapes. I collect them. If I if I was a fan and a wrestler was selling a VHS tape in 2021, I would buy it because, you know, that's nostalgic and that's cool. Um, trading cards are a big thing right now. And so, like, my trading cards are, like, legit ones. Like, if you look at it, it's an actual trading card. And on the back, it has, like, a whole bio of me on it. And it has my weight, my time, like, my uh, my hometown, all that stuff on it. And that's just something that, you know, the very, the small details, I think, is what makes people. Like, Dom has really good merch, too, I know. Mm-hmm. He sells, like, you know, little purple, like, judo uh, judo belts, uh, keychains. And he sells, like, he was selling hats, 8 by 10s He sells good stuff, too. I mean, obviously, Eddie Only with 440, they sell their stuff. Like, I just want to surround myself with people that are putting good stuff out there, making people happy. Everyone's leaving happy and it's making wrestling a better place. That's all I, that's all I want in the scene right now. Yeah. That's I really wanted, thing. and you're, and Derek's the only one who knows where Eddie only is. So you know, <laughs> well, we could just keep asking him. <laughs> I, I uh, really wanted a clacker board and like, I was going to like, I think I mentioned on wrestling cheers. Like I was going to hit you up and like try to convince you to sell me the one that you used in the ring and uh and that kind of thing and then i was like well i could just buy one too and then have you guys sign it and then like i have my own forever that's like nothing nobody else will ever have this because like you signed it like for your your second match with justice and akron uh and i was like mm-hmm. i have it sitting right here i'm looking at it right now it's 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 one of the coolest things i own it's like nobody else will ever have something like that the one-of-a-kind uh merch is like a key thing anymore like i, I really have to it has to be special for me to want to have it so you you mentioned it and um like i because i list i i'm a maniac and i listen to all these podcasts i watch all like every local independent show like i'm just real weird so i I listen to wrestling chairs and i when you were talking about it i was like oh man i do have this clapboard maybe i'll just give you it and i like i was like 100 i was like oh cool i'm gonna give you it but then i knew i was wrestling i knew i was gonna do stuff with dan house and marlena and like clap like my platforms again, like they're really, I get like professional ones. So yeah. they're expensive. And so I was like, ah, oh, I'm like, I have this one. that's like junked up a little bit. So it's the one I used on Marlena and she broke it over me. So I, I was going to give you that one, but Marlena broke it over me and she autographed it. So I can't give you that one. Right. So once I get a new one, maybe I'll give you this one unless it doesn't, get, if it doesn't get broke, by all means, you can just have it. I don't care. <laughs> um, but we have to wait. We have to wait till we cross that bridge. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Uh, I see. I I always wondered if you'd heard that conversation or not, and now it makes sense that uh, it's signed with Marlene. I was like, okay, that makes absolute sense. Like, yeah, I wouldn't give that to anybody. That's you got to have that. That's part of history for you now. Like, that's awesome. Shoot, like I'm I'm looking. It's in my office. So like in my office, it's real weird. I have a um a TV stand. I have a, like I have like three clapboards on it. One from my very first one from when I debuted in AIW. Um, and then I have the Marlena one and I have one a fan made me. And then like um, the one Marlena signed is sweet because she signed it all on the front of it. Like it's fully inscribed to me. She said like a little thing to me on there, which is awesome. And then I also have not many people know this. I have the promote the promotional Blackcraft heavyweight championship title. I have <laughs> I have that belt. Why do you have that? <laughs> uh, so I'm trying to, justice has or justice i don't know if he still has i'm sure he does he has the actual um in ring belt 
So I'm friends with the owner, was one of the owners, and he was sent me like if like if you catch me like sometimes I'll black craft shirts on. He sent me like 45 black craft wrestling shirts, and they're all different ones. Like they were just in his house that he didn't want, and he hates it. So he's like, you can have these, and he goes, I also threw something else in there for you, and it's the it's the heavyweight title. The oh, promotional one. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, you just gave me that? And he's like, yeah, dude, have it. Um, and he told me, he's like, it's the one that was used in all the promotional picks, like with Doug Bradley. Um, so, dude, there's only there's only one logical ex- thing for you to do now. The, the, the trilogy end with you and Justice has to be for <laughs> one of the two Black Craft title belts. <laughs> Who's the real Black Craft? <laughs> exactly. Between you, you guys both, you bring it to the ring and the two of you stare each other down. Each holding up the Black Craft title. That would make <laughs> Butters and Stacy Silvers and a few other guys, their heads would explode. You know that scene in Scanners? That yeah. would be them yeah. at the front oh, of the I, ring. Their I, heads would just I, go. I, I'll, I'll show, I, this belt's never going to leave my house because I don't want to lose it because I love it. Um, hold on one second. You got to sell those those Black Craft shirts. He should put them on his merch table. <laughs> oh, I wear the actual belt. Holy shit. Nice. That is awesome. That's rad. Yeah. Yep. That's got to go up on the wall somewhere. It's um. It's real weird because it's actual black metal. Um. It's very satanic. I love it. It's dumb. Um. So it sits on my um. It sits on my TV stand in my office, and my cat she will sleep in between it because I don't have it like in a case. I just have it sitting there. So she will sit in the inside of it and sleep. That's amazing. <laughs> Wrestling is crazy, man. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> that kind of story rules. <laughs> not so. Not many people know that story. So, uh, so you heard it here first. That's right. So Blackcraft is alive, right? <laughs> in our souls, man. In our souls, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so like I like that's another another thing that's real cool is like uh, the one owner told me he was like me and Dan Housen obviously Dan Housen has like the satanic look <clears throat> so he was going to use me and Dan Housen as a tag team there and we were going to feud with the main event for the Blackcraft tag titles. Oh man, <laughs> <sighs> that'd have been dope. <clears throat> oh man, that would have been red. <laughs> Every match goes over time. Nobody has a chance to establish a feud. It'll be it'll be terrific. You, yeah, <laughs> you Dan Housen, you guys will be the champs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So we've been talking for like uh, almost an hour. Um, I guess uh, one final question: well, What do you? Uh, what are your current favorite films? What have you been watching? What do you? What are you into this year? What are you liking? Mm. So I haven't really been watching much movies lately. Um, I just like I ultimately been really busy. I've been binge watching a lot of TV though. Um, I can tell you some TV series. I yeah. mean, if you want movies, I like my favorite movie will always be Pulp Fiction, and then my favorite horror movie will always be uh, Demons or uh, Maniac. Um, like I love those two movies a lot, and I watch those occasionally. Um, I'm trying to think. Shutter had some cool ones. Terrifier, obviously. There's a new Terrifier coming out. I want to watch that. Um, I was going to say, Derek, you went from you went from uh, uh, Tarantino to like uh, Dick Wolf real fast. You went from a director of movies to now you're in TV. <laughs> yeah, I'm a TV guy. I just love TVs now. No, um, 
me and Eddie only, we, every Monday night, we hang out and we watch wrestling or not. We don't watch wrestling. We watch movies. Um, so we'll watch really, like we try to watch really bad movies. So I can't even think of the last movie we watched. Um, <clears throat> I want to say it was called jungle, like <laughs> jungle run or something. It was some crappy Amazon prime movie and it was a, terrible it was so bad and um halfway through the movie we're watching it he lets his dogs out um and all of a sudden he's screaming in the backyard so me and his girlfriend run to the backyard and eddie only's two dogs got sprayed by a skunk and um we had to clean the dogs off so that was the last movie i watched was this junk this jungle movie it was terrible we didn't even finish it and then i ended up leaving the house smelling like a skunk but what TV shows have you been watching then? Uh, we could talk about TV. All right, cool. Me, me and Jake Gold, we will we will talk your era. Um, I'm a big Chicago Wednesdays guy. I like Chicago. You see, Adam. Butters? You see? He's a Chicago <laughs> Med guy. I'm a PD guy, but still, we do Chicago Wednesdays together. You see that? <laughs> so we do Chicago Wednesdays together, and we'll talk about it. Um, I like shows like that. But I've also been binge watching Bar Rescue a lot, which I don't know why. Um, so I'm a big Bar Rescue guy right now. I can tell you um, how to make a bar really good, I guess. <laughs> I just can't do reality TV. I've just given up on it. I yeah. mean, I, I was watching like uh, any kind of like my wife sits at home and watches all that housewife stuff. I just I, if it's on, I just don't turn it off because I'm ready to go to bed. But I can't get into like Bar Rescue or things like that if, unless it's Food Network. Like reality TV really is, is it's just as horrible. I just can't, I can't do it. I, so like I just got a new job, so I've been studying real hard on it. And like, I've been like between working out, studying, going to wrestling, training, watching wrestling. Um, like I haven't had time to really watch anything like to like, you know, just turn my mind off. So like bar rescue has been a lot of the background noise because there's so many seasons of it. Um, my favorite show, which I just actually watched the, all right, I lied a little bit. I just watched an episode a couple days ago of um, The Simpsons. I love The Simpsons. I've watched every episode. Um, I watched the last episode I watched was when uh, George Bush Senior moved across the street from the, the Homer, and they had like a rivalry. So that's me, a good that's one. Not, yeah, that's something me and Dan Housen uh, connected on really strongly is our love for The Simpsons. Right on. All right. I uh, I would push you guys towards the center. If either one of you guys have ever watched the center on USA, there's there's four seasons. The first season was based on some like uh, uh, Dutch book, and it's it's pretty it's pretty good. It's it they they just like wrapped the whole series with the season four. It's like ten episodes. Really good. I I would highly recommend that to either one of you guys. If you but it's a lot to take in. I've been watching Yellowstone because all my family members like really like it. It's all right. Like it's, it's, uh, yeah, there's like, there's swearing, there's sex, there's like everything. And it's like, it's like a cowboy, like kind of thing, sort of, but a more modern take on it's really good. Like it's, it's, it's interesting. Like, I don't like, uh, my dad got really mad at me cause I, I, he loves the show and like, he's all caught up on it. I'm just like going through for the first time. I think there's like four seasons right now. And, uh, I fucking hate the family. It's about at first, like the, the first season, like I hate every single member of the family. Like they're all terrible people. And he's like, well, you don't understand. And I'm just like, well, I'm sure they'll make you like them over time. I was like, but to start with these people are horrible. I hate all of them. And like, I just finished season two tonight and 
I like a couple of them now, so I'm like, I'm sure by season four rolling around, I'll enjoy them more. But like, I don't know. There's some of the family members I just I can't stand. Like, they're horrible people. <laughs> oh gosh, that's funny. Did you mention that Paramount. on Butters? Did you mention that on Summers' podcast uh, that you were watching? No, I I just mentioned it on Twitter. I think recently, but I, I did you mention it at the last AIW show? Maybe. Cause I swear, I feel you said, I heard you say it. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe I talked about it last time on summer's podcast. Cause I think we did the review. So I, I think I was talking about maybe getting into it and was starting it, but I hadn't started it yet, but yeah, I just, uh, I heard you say it before. Yeah. It's all right. Like it, it's, it's definitely different. Like I, I like that. It's, it's, um, did you ever watch sons of anarchy? Yeah, a little bit. I like, I'm not into that type of stuff, but I love I love good stories. So if it's a good story, I can get into it. I got into Sons of Anarchy a little bit too late, and I didn't feel like watching all the seasons to get caught up. Okay. Uh, well, the one guy that was like he was a sheriff in it for like a couple seasons. He's actually like the guy who wrote and directs all these episodes of this show, and he's it's really good. Like it. Uh, uh, yeah. Like for for what it is, like I understand why people like it. Like I, I it's definitely not something I would have like watched normally but like i like westerns and stuff and i like stuff like that sometimes and this just kind of fills that void so no for sure i get that all right uh is there anything you'd like to plug before we go um obviously i want to plug the aiw show saturday um obviously come through buy a ticket it's loading uh there's a lot of stuff going on in cleveland that night but there's not going to be anything in cleveland going on that night that is going to be as intense is absolute intense wrestling. Um, and then there's obviously the AIW after parties are fun. Um, I have new merch. So that's also something I want to promote. Come to the, my merch table. If you're at the show and browse, pick up something, take a picture with me, tag me on Twitter, Facebook. I'll retweet it. Um, other than that, it'll be a good segue to follow me on Twitter. It's Derek underscore Dillinger. Um, I tweet a lot. I like to be active on social media. My um, Instagram is like kind of personal, kind of not personal. I don't post much like wrestling stuff on there. I've been trying to do a little bit lately. Um, you can get find the link on my Twitter. It'll be a little secret hunt. If you want to follow that, you can go out and find it. Um, so just follow me on Twitter. Um, Pro Wrestling Tea Shop is Derek Dillinger. Um, I have a whole bunch of designs on there, but none of my new ones. My new shirt that I'm getting printed that will be for sale friday knock on wood um will not be on my pro wrestling tees shop i'm keeping that is an in-house only print right on uh and if you're not in ohio and can't make it to the odeon it should be live on iwtv uh, at 7 30 so check that out uh if you're chilling at home uh there's gonna be lots of good stuff already announced uh ziggy heim against bill alfonso um what else do we have? The tag team ladder match between Philly Marino experience and the Rip City Shooters. First time with a ladder match in the Odeon. I'm, I'm curious how that's going to play out. And Butters, you can announce. So Jay Gold told me it was announced on Patreon today. You can announce my match. Okay. If it's not been announced already by the time this is uh, released. So there will be a fatal four-way featuring Derek Dillinger, Levi Everett, Filthy Tom Waller, and Kaplan. And, that sounds uh, like it's going to be a very hard hitting match. That's going to be insane. That's uh, that's going to be 
gross. It's going to be a lot of fun, and a lot of people may expect um, some of the red stuff. So some of that may happen, some may not. Derek may bite Levi Everett's beard right off his face. You never know. It could happen. Uh, Break his butter trimmer over him, maybe. (laughs) Jay Gold, you got anything? No, just my Twitter, and go buy stuff from Derek. All right. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. And don't forget about our merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Check out our podcast friends, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the Super Fantastic Podcast, If You Catch My Grift, and At Odds with Wrestling. Check out our other friends, pwponderings.com, Big Starks Brands, Set Tab Photo, Smoking Jay's Barbecue, Kayfabe Collectibles. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie underscore Butters. And you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at IWTV Guide. Talk to you next week, everyone. Sandwich!